Hello, and welcome to the Realist You Podcast, a podcast designed for stressed out women who struggle to take care of their health and happiness. In these episodes, you'll learn all about what's blocking you from taking massive action around your personal health and wellness, and how to overcome it using mindset and emotional management. Let's dive in. Hello, and welcome back to the podcast. Oh, you guys, I've got a good one for you today. But I will say I'm basically doing this on the fly. Um, And the reason I'm doing it on the fly is because it's something that I feel so passionately about. um, And I feel like I could talk about it forever. But I really wanted to hit on something that is, in my opinion, it is both, has both good and bad things about it. Um, Today I'm talking about fitness and spo. And all of the things that we see online, um, I'm going to specifically talk about before and after photos. And I also want to specifically talk about like things like six packs. And when you see people online that are just like super shredded and basically like all this stuff that's put out there to try and like get you to be motivated and get you to be like encouraged to go and exercise or go out and sculpt your body or to want to look a certain way. So let's get into it. Okay. So let's start with my own personal like experiences around this. Like I didn't know anything about like fitness inspo except for like maybe when Pinterest first came about when I was in college. Um, this was before the days of Instagram, like a couple of years before Instagram was popular or before I even like knew that Instagram was a thing. And I definitely had like a fitness inspo board on Pinterest. And it was like girls that had been like all oil slicked up and they were wearing like low rider pants and had like just the faint outline of abs. And, you know, I thought that that was like the cool thing. I thought that was like, yes, something to aspire to. And, but I like, honestly, I didn't really take it that seriously. Like it really wasn't that, that big of a deal. Like I'd always been the kid that was, you know, into sports and, and always had been fairly fit. I was a swimmer from the time that I was five years old and played tennis all through middle school and high school. Like I was always pretty fit. And I basically just carried that over into college, but I started doing other activities. So I started like weight training and, you know, running and blah, 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 blah. And so like, I was always pretty fit. I always exercised to some extent, but then, um, when I was, oh gosh, like in my junior slash senior year of college, I was in school for five years. It's a long story, but there was a period in my college years when I got like super, super interested in fitness. I actually shared about this, um, last week on one of my posts and like, I got so crazy obsessed and it was because I was like introduced to all of this stuff via Instagram. Like I had no idea that there were people out there that were like doing things like bodybuilding competitions. Like all I'd ever heard of about bodybuilding was like Arnold Schwarzenegger, you know, like that kind of stuff. But I didn't know that there was like that, like women really did that or like that you didn't have to basically take like anabolic steroids in order to be like a bodybuilder. But like all of a sudden, you know, social media comes about and these like wild images of women that are like, you know, not like anabolic steroid level, but like definitely pretty jacked showing up on the online space. And what was really interesting in like reading their captions was that it was always all about like 
discipline and like dedication to yourself. And it was not about motivation, even though they were like, yeah, I'm here to provide you guys motivation, blah, blah, blah. It always had this undertone of like, I am somehow superior to you because of the way that I look, or I'm somehow superior to all of my followers because of the way that I look and people ate that shit up. I know that I did. I totally ate it up because I was like, yes, this is something to aspire to. People admire them for the way that they look. And so it makes them special. And I internalize that as meaning, well, if I don't look that way, then I must not be special. And so in order for me to be special, I need to look that way. And of course, it's not like that's the linear thought that you have in your brain about it, but you re- you see these images enough over and over again. You start to internalize that stuff as being like something that you should be aspiring to intentionally or unintentionally. And so of course, I started like exhibiting behaviors that would lead me to like creating that sort of thing. But here's the thing, the people that are like, you know, jacked and up on stage, some of them are in fact on anabolic steroids. And the others have also been like dedicating their entire lives basically to this pursuit of sculpting their bodies in a particular way. I won't get into all of that kind of stuff, but more or less like my, my thoughts about it are that like fitness inspo is not necessarily good or bad, but what it can produce is a wide swath of things. It's not all this like, yeah, we're just trying to help people get fit. Like it's not always like this super awesome, amazing thing. Like there's definitely a dark side to it. And so one of the things that I wanted to talk about first was this idea of like before and after photos. And I have expressed more than once on my own personal platform that with my clients, because I am not interested in like exclusively and only helping them lose weight because that's what they think is going to make them happy. I know that that's not the case. And so I don't ever, ever share before and after photos because I don't necessarily like applaud my clients first and foremost for weight loss. Um, that's merely a byproduct of the actions that they're taking to support their physical bodies. Um, some people lose weight, some people don't, it doesn't really matter to me. Um, but that's also why I'll never post before and after photos of my clients, because I think that the psychological transformation, um, shows itself oftentimes through the bodily transformation, but the bodily transformation is, like I said, truly just a byproduct. So it just doesn't make any sense to me. And I also don't want to, um, applaud people for losing weight when that's their like number one insecurity and applauding them for losing weight really just reinforces that idea that there was something wrong with them when they were bigger or heavier, which there wasn't. So that's why I'm not madly in love with before and after photos. And I also think that it obviously only tells like a smidgen of the story. It, and, and you can't tell what someone's methods were based on a before and after photo. Like easily many people could go out and lose 10 pounds by starving themselves and drinking nothing but water, um, and exercising like a crazy person. Or you could even go out and lose five pounds today. If you did a 10 mile run in a trash bag, like it, it doesn't matter. Um, so it, it's important to understand that when you see before and after photos of people, like be really, really clear that the context is important and you can't see context from a photo. Um, so that's why I'm just not a big, a big fan of them. Um, they just don't particularly matter to me. 
The next thing I wanted to hit on was this idea of like six pack abs. I don't know like where this comes from, like where this originally comes from, but you know, maybe it goes all the way back to the Greeks and like their, um, vision of like what a real man looks like is having like six pack abs, who knows. Um, but this idea that like having six pack abs is like the goal, like again, it's neither here nor there, but that doesn't necessarily qualify somebody to being beautiful or being like the perfection or the picture of health, um, because they've got a six pack. Um, I know so many women that are after that, like those ab lines, but really it does make a difference what your like anatomical and genetic structure or genetic makeup, um, creates in your body because some people like naturally have those lines. Um, and some people don't, and that's okay. Like, it's kind of like the whole thigh gap thing. Gosh, that's like such a that's such a misnomer. In case you didn't know, the whole thigh gap thing is this like this fad or this trend where people like girls want to have a fat uh, <laughs> girls want to have a gap between their thighs when they stand up. Now, some women naturally have it regardless of their size, and some women do not. It all depends on the shape of your pelvis <laughs> and the size of your thighs, but generally speaking, the shape of your pelvis determines whether or not you are ever even going to have a thigh gap. Some women doesn't matter how much weight that they lose, they will like literally never have a thigh gap. So if you're worried or concerned about having a thigh gap, please don't. It's just, it's silly. It's totally, totally silly. And even recently like this thing, like hip dips, what? If you don't know what hip dips are, don't, you don't need to worry about it. But like, I don't understand where this comes from. Um, but like really six pack abs, like it's fine. You don't need them. They, some people have them. Some people don't, if you don't have them and you want them, like that's fine to want them, but also understand that like you may not ever be able to get them based on your genetic makeup and how that's been expressed in the form of your body. Um, it just, it really depends. Every person is so unique and individual, but don't, don't live and die by the whole idea of six pack abs. Cause <laughs> it's just, it, it's a thing, it's whatever, but you don't need to use it as like fitspo. Um, yeah. Kind of circling back around to this idea of like bodybuilders and creating this, like, I don't know. I feel like it's becoming less and less popular. It went from like bodybuilders, like the fad, the popular thing. It like went from bodybuilders to being like crossfitters and quite frankly, I don't even know what the actual like trend is now. I think crossfitters are still kind of the trend, but it's just, I don't even know. Jacked, big, bulky. I don't, I don't know. I, I genuinely like don't even pay attention to those spaces anymore. So I don't know what's popular. Um, but like this idea that has been perpetuated in the media that like, you know, you need to be like this crazy, crazy strong fit person in order to be healthy. And again, it's not necessarily the media or anyone is really saying those explicit words, but it's very implied. Um, and that's not necessarily true. Um, you can be quite unhealthy actually, when you go about doing, um, doing any of those activities, whether it's bodybuilding or CrossFit or like literally anything, you can do it in a healthy or an unhealthy way. And so when you see somebody on stage or see photos of a person who's been through a bodybuilding competition, or you see photos of a person that is like in CrossFit competition, yes, they are able to like lift weight, 
but that doesn't necessarily mean that their insides are healthy. There's plenty of people who do CrossFit that end up getting rhabdo. There's plenty of people who um, are bodybuilders who end up with things like kidney stones because of the uh, supplements that they drink. Um, And so it doesn't necessarily mean that someone is healthy just because they are thin or because they are like bulky. I think this is like, at this point, most people should know that, but if you don't, now you know. And then also this idea of like, using like seeing fitness inspo as like a way to like inspiration to sculpt your body. I think that's such an interesting thing in the sense that like you're trying to get your body to fit this very, very specific shape, um, for a beauty standard. And it makes me think of, there was a show I'm trying to remember what it's called. Sorry about the dog barking. Um, I can't even remember. I think it was, oh, it was called botched. That's what it was. It was a plastic surgery show about people who had 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 bad botched plastic surgeries and they were coming to these um, new like Beverly Hills plastic surgeons trying to get it fixed. And there was this one guy who was like a Ken, they described him as like the Ken Barbie doll. And it was so interesting because this guy, I kid you not, like he was already a lean dude and could have probably actually pretty easily gone out and like just eaten a, eaten a ton of food, eaten in caloric surplus and like lifted weights and actually gained pretty good muscle, but he did not want to do that. And so he literally had implants placed in his calves, in his delts, in his deltoids, in his shoulders, and in his pecs, and then in his abs. It was like the craziest thing I've ever seen. And so it's like the idea of trying to get your body to fit a particular beauty standard. My question is like, why? What's the purpose? What's the point? For that guy, for the Ken Barbie doll, it obviously was not about his health. He just wanted to look a very particular way. And that is vanity speaking, like very, very hardcore. And really like underneath vanity, it's not necessarily just that people are vain, but it's that they're insecure and that they're, they want people to like them. They want people to love them. They want to be admired. And so for so many of those men and women that do things like bodybuilding competitions, Oftentimes they come to it because they feel insecure about themselves. They feel insecure about their bodies and they want to be admired and loved for the way that they look. And lots of people would probably say, oh, I just do it for the challenge. I just do it for the challenge because I want to physically challenge myself. And while I completely understand that, that's the reason for most like individual sports in general um, is because people want to challenge themselves as an avid runner. I totally get that. Um, But also like, again, is there any other way that you can potentially physically challenge yourself that doesn't include, um, perpetuating these like false beauty standards? Um, that's kind of one of the bigger questions that I have around it. Um, and really and truly like bodybuilding competitions didn't used to be about like necessarily like fitting this beauty ideal. Um, they really were, I think more about just like getting really, really big muscles. But even now, like if you go to, to like high level, um, bodybuilding and bikini competitions, like there's some people that it doesn't matter how hard they work. If they are not anatomically symmetrical on both sides, they'll never actually win, um, purely for that aesthetic reason alone. And that's something that you can't control unless you were to go out and get plastic surgery, (laughs) but which would be very, very, very extreme in my opinion. Um, but really like I, I wanted to make this episode because I really feel like it's important to understand the reasons why people utilize fitness inspo as 
motivation um, and and how you're using it because the the way in which you're using it can determine your like relationship both with yourself and with the thing that you're attempting to get yourself to go do, which I'm assuming is exercise. But what can happen is like one of two things. Either when you look at that like Fitzbo stuff, it can either build this like belief and and help you to see the possibility that, you know, you could be that look that way, you could be that person. Um, or it creates the feeling of shame in which you recognize that you are not what you are seeing with your eyes in that photo or in that video or whatever. And you somehow interpret that as, again, I don't look this way. I need to look this way in order to feel validated. And so I need to go out and make it happen. And what I want you to see is that when you look at things like that and you are then going and taking action from this place of believing that I am not that, I am not good enough and I need to become that, um, my question is, do you know why? Like, why are you utilizing it in that way? Why are you using this particular inspiration or motivation? Why? And and this is really the the interesting part. Like, this really attests to the fact that we are very oftentimes visual creatures. Like what encourages someone to get up off their butt and go and get to the gym and do a workout is something like seeing another physical human physical body, um, that looks a certain way, or that looks like what someone would deem as like fit or strong versus if your doctor comes to you with these cholesterol numbers that are not fabulous and they say you need to start exercising more regularly and you need to start eating better, um, you'd be shocked at how many people that doesn't quite do it for. (laughs) It's like so funny to me because it's like the things that we are motivated by are often things that we, uh, we ourselves find very alluring. And so again, you have to ask yourself, like, what's the purpose behind me using this like fitspo to get myself motivated? Um, is it because I believe that I'm already not enough or is it because I, um, know that I want to look a certain way or like, just ask yourself what that reason is. And if you really like that reason, if you can stand by it and if you believe that it's in integrity with who you are. And I wanted to kind of bring it back around to this point of when you're using Fitzbo or using something outside of you to get you motivated um, to exercise, um, I think that's really fascinating because our thoughts are really what motivate us to exercise. It's not looking at a you know an image of a fit body. It's not. Um, making sure that you have all the special set of circumstances, like there's nothing outside of you that can create motivation. It's your thoughts. Um, point being that like, if I were to think about an image of somebody with six pack abs, um, I could utilize that thought, that visualization in my mind, or the thought of like, I need six pack abs to be deemed valuable or worthy. Or if I reflect back on my own personal experiences where I felt shame and, um, unworthiness because of my thoughts about my body, 
uh, that alone can create very strong motivation. Um, you don't need to actually go and physically look at pictures or images online. You don't actually need to, um, have another person come and like yell at you and say like, get up, get up, get up. Like lots of people love having like coaches or personal trainers. That'll be super hard on them like that because they think it's really motivating. Um, but I, I strongly question that. Um, and it makes me wonder like what's going on in your brain that you're either not seeing or that you are trying to drown out. But really and truly, you can create uh, motivation and inspiration to exercise at any time. Um, And it really depends on your why. If your why to exercise and to get up off your bed is because you think that you're somehow bad or you think that you're not um, good enough or that you think that you're lazy, like this word keeps coming up for so many people and several of my clients. If you think that you are lazy um, and that's why you deserve to be punished essentially, or like you don't deserve to be able to take rest time because you think you're so lazy, um, check that and check your language with yourself. Um, It's really fascinating to me that like the things that we tell ourselves, we subconsciously will then go and make it true. Even if we don't necessarily have like strong evidence to support it, if we tell ourselves that we're lazy, we will go out and then create evidence to make that statement true. And that's true always, that idea. Um, So if you tell yourself that you're not lazy and that you are super active, then you'll go out and create evidence to support that as well. So it's important to be really, really mindful of the language that you're using with yourself and also to um, be aware of the way that you process your thoughts. So for example, some people um, process their, their thinking through um, much more linguistically, they see like a sentence or a word flashing in their mind um, versus like an abstract thought or a concept or even like a visual image. So for like some people, when I say the word apple, they will literally see a picture of an apple in their brain. Um, And then other people may see the word apple. um, And some people may see or hear or visualize nothing at all. Um, So it's, it's important to understand how you process in your brain and really figure out for yourself the way in which you can observe your own thoughts so that you can see what your brain is doing. Am I seeing things visually? Am I seeing things from a linguistic verbal sense? That sort of thing. Um, Because if you don't know what your brain is doing or how you're thinking or going through a process, it's hard to, it's hard to watch yourself. You feel like you're more or less just like victim to it. You're just along for the ride as opposed to being that separate um, silent observer on the side. But anyway, sorry, got sidetracked there a little bit. It's important for you to understand your why as to your exercise habits. Um, If you are literally going to exercise for the purpose of like losing weight and looking a certain way, yo, we got to talk because that's not what exercise is for. Um, If people lose weight and it changes the shape of their body, that is a literal byproduct Um, one of the other byproducts though, of exercising and, uh, movement is improving your like body's ability to function in general. It improves your cell health. It improves your mobility. 
it improves your circulation. It like, I, I'm not even going to bother telling you all of the things that it, that it does for you. Obviously, um, it's highly, highly, highly beneficial to you this we know. Um, but lots of people only exercise for the sake of losing weight. It's really interesting to me. And I, I understand, but at the same time, I'm like, I don't understand. <laughs> like, it does so many other things for you, including improve your, your endorphins or like boost your endorphins. Like remember like Legally Blonde, you know, like, like people, endorphins make people happy. Happy people don't shoot their husbands, yada, yada. Right. Like it's so, so, so good for you in a variety of other ways that are like way more important than whether or not you lose weight. Ugh. Like if that's the only reason that you exercise, no wonder you hate it. No wonder it feels miserable. But here's the thing, like exercise doesn't necessarily mean it's like the thing that you do when you go to the gym. Like exercise can take so many forms. You can exercise by going kayaking, going walking, um, rock climbing. Like my husband, um, if you know anything about the Enneagrams, uh, he's a type three. And so he's highly competitive and he does not um, enjoy exercising for the sake of exercise. He thinks it's absurdly boring. And so unless it's like gamified or unless it's a competition, he like doesn't care about it. And so he legit, no joke, he will like gamify his ride into work on his bike. <laughs> <laughs> it's really funny. He'll like try new routes all the time. He'll like challenge himself to see how fast he can get there, those sorts of things. It's really interesting. But then he also loves going to places like our local um, bouldering gym because it's fun for him. There's new routes all the time. And so it presents this challenge. He goes with his buddies and they kind of challenge and, and push each other to um, be better. And so like you can do that kind of exercise. Like you can do so many different things, but like movement, that's what we're aiming for here. Like moving your body so that it doesn't stay stagnant so that you can enjoy all of the wonderful benefits, but not for the explicit purpose of losing weight. And again, if that's your only reason for it, whew, reframe your brain, reframe your thoughts around it, ask yourself why it could potentially be more helpful for you than just that. And if that's really what you're heavily fixated on, that's also very like indicative of pretty black and white thinking. Um, that's something that our brains naturally want to do. Our brains naturally seek order um, and you know, being able to put information in certain places, kind of waffle information. Men tend to be better at this than women are. We're a little bit more spaghetti brained, historic, uh, typically speaking. But more or less, like if you are buying into this very like black and white thinking of like, unless it's going to help me lose weight, I'm not going to bother doing it. I'm going to tell you right now that is a trap. <laughs> It is a trap. It is a trap. It is a trap. I have uh, had clients fall into this belief before, and I just want to emphasize that that thinking will, in fact, keep you stuck. You have to move on to other um, ways of thinking about exercise if you really want it to be something in your life that's consistent and beneficial. And using things like six pack ab fitspo to try and get you to go exercise may not actually be as beneficial as you think it is. Um, it may be actually like really exasperating that 
shame cycle that many people fall into. They shame themselves into going to exercise because they're like, because again, they tell themselves, Oh, I'm lazy. I'm, I've been bad this month. I've been terrible. I need to be better, blah, 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 blah. And so then they go and exercise until their quote motivation runs out and then they stop. Um, and that's very typical. Again, if you're an Enneagram type nine, which is most people, um, that is very, very, very common. And I want you to know it's okay, but there is a remedy to it. Um, continued exercise is not something that requires, um, newfound motivation. It's not something that requires willpower. Um, and it's not even about discipline. It's all about being able to have a frank conversation with yourself and how, able and aware you are when you are having that conversation with yourself about whether to do or not do something. It's all about how you are going about making the choice to exercise or not. Um, most people think that it's like, you know, this thing they have to be, you know, super motivated all the time or they need, and that's why they think that they need other people, um, other outside influences to motivate them. But really it's not about motivation. It's about having a strong understanding of what it's providing to you, the benefit that it's going to give you and the why behind it. It's really important for you to understand that for yourself. Because if anyone goes to exercise with their why being, I want to lose weight because I think it's going to make me feel better about myself. Um, I'm just going to tell you right now, it's not losing numbers on a scale. It's not those numbers going down. That's going to make you feel better. It's really your interpretation and of the entire scenario. And oftentimes what happens when people do lose weight is that they get praise from other people. And so that's what makes them feel happy. It's not necessarily the weight that's been lost. Um, it's that they get praise from other people and they perceive that they subjectively quote, feel better again, because of the experiences that they are having being in their body. Um, it translates into this quote happiness, but in fact, everyone thinks that it's about like the number going down on the scale or the way that they look or whatever. It's not actually about any of those things because the shape and size of your body is in fact neutral. The way that you interpret the size and shape of your body and the thoughts that you have about it is what creates the feelings that you experience. And one last thing I wanted to talk about, um, because we are kind of on the tail end right now of our time being in quarantine from coronavirus, so many people have basically not been engaging in their normal workout routines because they haven't been able to go to the gym. And while I completely and totally understand that, the advice that I'm going to give you around that is this, don't allow external circumstances to be the dictators of your actions. I'll say that again. Don't allow your external circumstances to be the dictators of your actions. It doesn't matter that you can't go to the gym. You have the ability to exercise regardless. For the vast majority of this entire thing, I personally have been using running and YouTube workouts with just a yoga mat. And if I had carpeted floor, that would also work just as well. You don't need anything fancy. You can do great and awesome workouts in your driveway. That's like what I used to do when I was a kid. My dad um, would have us like run tennis drills in the driveway and stuff. We didn't even need to be on the tennis court, but like really and truly, you don't need any of that stuff to be able to do a workout. And so you have to ask yourself, like, if I do actually have all of the tools available to me to do these exercises at home, why don't I do it? And 
plenty of people have told me they're like, oh, I just can't. I just can't work out at home. I just can't work out at home. And by telling yourself you just can't work out at home, then you don't even seek a solution to the problem. Um, And maybe you've sought solutions in the past and things didn't work, but my encouragement is keep looking, keep seeking, don't give up because you don't want this thing to happen when you don't have the gym, when something occurs where your circumstances are changed, whether you're on vacation or things just go awry, whatever, like allowing your external circumstances to dictate the things that you do keeps you victim to your external circumstances. Pause, rewind what I, to what I just said and listen again. It's so important to understand this. You truly are the maker of your own life and being the master of your brain and your thoughts first will create the life that you want, will give you the opportunity to actually create the life that you want rather than feeling like you are just here and it's all happening to you and around you. So I think that's kind of where I want to end, but I hope that this is helpful and I hope that this kind of has... um, shed a light on the ideas of Fitzbo or like the, the things that you've probably seen around the media and, uh, on social media, that sort of thing. And not to fall into it because in reality, it's all about your thoughts and those things likely aren't getting you to where you want to go. You can create motivation. You can create, um, self-determination, in every single way that you want to purely with your own brain. You don't need other people to do it. Okay. I am sending you so, 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 so much love. And if you're listening to this on the day that it comes out, PS, Becoming You is open. It is a program that I designed for women who actually want to get unstuck with their health habits and want to treat themselves like the incredible, amazing goddess queens that they are, but don't want to do anything that has to do with dieting or insane exercise. And they want to actually have compassion for themselves while they do it and do it without ever needing another program or diet ever again. You can come and join us. There are two options. You can join the regular Becoming You group in which there is a community uh, Facebook page, or you can join the VIP membership in which you will get access to twice a month group coaching calls with me and all of the other women in the group. And there's a special bonus for anyone who joins before this Sunday, end of May, 2020 at midnight, you will get a free one-on-one coaching call with me when you start, if you sign up for the VIP membership. This group is already super, super fun. We had our first meeting this last week or our first call. You guys, this is not something that you want to miss out on. And really, I encourage you, if you have any struggles, worries, concerns, or you're like, I wish I could just get myself to do the thing, come and join us. This group was made for you. It is a group of like-minded women that all have very similar struggles, and we are going to work on it and get coached on it together. It's so much fun. And I'm going to teach you guys how to actually love your body love your health, love your life so that you can rise up and be the best version of yourself possible. So you can become you. I hope you have a fabulous Friday. I will talk to you guys soon. And if you have questions at all, you can 
DM me over on Instagram at realist underscore Rach. You can also reach out to me on Facebook. I'm just Rachel Wood, or you can shoot me an email uh, at rachel at realisthealth.com, or you can head to realisthealth.com and go click on the contact tab, or you can head over to see all the details about becoming you on under programs. I'll talk to you guys soon. Sending you so much love. Bye. Thank you.